0: Shri Gauravasana Guru Paramparaa ke jai, Tauji Gopal ke jai, Gaur Bhaktavrinda ke jai, Vodpremanam jai. So, good evening everyone. We gather to continue our discussion from Bhakti to Sindhu, discussing bhava-bhakti and in our last meeting we discussed one of the two Characteristics of Uttam Bhakti that manifest in the stage of Baba Bhakti, Moksha Laguta Krit, which, as we know now, means that Bhakti, bhava Bhakti, makes light of Mukti. Hmm? Vishvanatha Chakravarti Thakur in his Madhurya Kadambani, has described these two characteristics of Uttam bhakti manifesting in the stage of bhava which is like the budding or the the flowering from which the fruit of praying will come and do in due course to the inner kind of of the bud and the outer leaves something like that so uh, he's in that sense given more stress to the first of the characteristics that we described in our last discussion bhakti makes light of mukti and we try to point out just that really how Central of a point this is to the uh, the teaching of the Bhagavatam. Again, Sukadeva Goswami would be hard to find a more prominent person in the texts than he. His own life, his own example illustrates the point hmm? that bhakti makes light of mukti. That's what he strove for with great effort was given up in a moment by hearing one verse sent from the heart of Vyas. one verse about the nature of Krishna Lila, the, the, the mercy of Krishna, the, the generosity of Krishna, his ability to bestow Mukti without, effortlessly, and how he had given even one who was just disguised as a devotee, a a much more full sense of of mukti. Mukti-pade, mukti mukti at the feet of Krishna, Putana, in some form of Vatsalya bhava. So this kind of mukti, it's a type of mukti. Mukti is one of the subjects of the Bhagavatam. There are ten subjects. The ninth subject is mukti. So mukti-ritvanita-rupaṁ svaru well, it is described as, mukti is described as being twofold in the Bhagavatam. It removes the negative influence of karma, which is the ordinary idea of mukti, hmm? by which you will be free. Hmm? Knowledge will set you free. It's inscribed in many of the universities. Hmm? <laughs> uh, so, hmm. The Bhagavatam, however, takes us a step further. While its sense of mukti removes the negative influence of karma hmm, and frees one from such a life, which is really slavery to the senses hmm, and mind by making one a slave of the divine. So, Swarupen University it situates one with uh, in his in his in a status with positive content. Hmm? The Mukti of Sukadev previously was contentless, contentless awareness, like a blank computer screen, something like that. Hmm? And uh, Mukti is is has got a big picture of Krishna on that screen. Hmm? So. That picture, hmm? that picture of Krishna, uh, the screen of one's consciousness, if you will, starts to come into focus at a certain stage in bhakti, in the stage of bhakti just before bhava-bhakti, in the last stage of asakti. And this is relevant to uh, our discussion tonight, in which we discuss the the, the the second quality of uh, or characteristic of bhakti that manifests in, in Baba Bhakti, and that is Sudurlabha. Hmm? While it makes light of liberation, it is rarely attained, difficult to attain. Now this may sound a little bit contradictory because we've said, see, Krishna gives it easily, <laughs> and uh, uh, Mukti with great effort. Clay showed the Gita in the twelfth chapter, which is all about bhakti. The middle chapters, the theistic center of the book, where God is the center, subject, so bhakti must be. You cannot separate the two. In the Gita in the first six chapters, twam. In the famous Veda uh, Upanishadic aphorism, tat tvam asi, there is a tat and a tvam. As a tat means that, or in Gaudiya, sensibility, which is grammatically correct, him, and tu means you, or his, I should say. So tat tvam asi means you are his. The, uh, the, um, the Mayavadans interpret it as you are that. Hmm. But at any rate, there's two subjects there. There's you, and there's him. Hmm? Right? So the first six chapters are about you. They're popular. Maharishi mesh Yogi did the, the translation of the first six chapters of the Gita. He <laughs> thought everything was there. <laughs> everything complete there. Hmm? Uh, all about you. Hmm? What popular subject. Um... Hmm. but when speaking about us if you will about the atma about the jiva atma there's little emphasis on Bhagwan hmm? when we get to the emphasis on him on his hmm? on Bhagwan hmm? in the middle six chapters then, as I say, we cannot talk about him without talking about bhakti. Indeed, it's, the you are his is about bhakti, obviously. You are his. This is bhakti. Hmm. And really, in one sense, hmm, sometimes people criticize, oh, you know, I like the first six chapters, but the seventh chapter is Krishna's a little, you know, a little too much. I am everything. Everything comes from me. Mm-hmm. You know, everything rests on me like pearls on a string. Mm-hmm. No one can get free from Maya without me, and so it's like real. It seems quite egotistical and so forth. <laughs> I heard some people in the modern times react like this to the. The devotees just can't wait to get to the middle chapters. At last, chapter seven. Mm-hmm. Huh. So boring just talking about the Atma. Hmm? Hmm? Of course, it's important. It's important, very important to understand Jiva Tattva is, is essential. Hmm? But Jiva, in terms of his prospect in relation to Bhagawan, which means the influence of Bhakti, that is a very, very, very tasty subject. Again, we go from the limit, the very small and uh, um, limited circle of, of Jivananda, Atmananda, to the expanse of Bhakti Ananda, which again exceeds the bliss even of, of, of Brahmananda. Hmm? Jivananda, Brahmananda... Bhakti Ananda. Hmm. But with regard to the complaint about Krishna putting himself so much in the center, hmm, he's really not at fault. Because the subject of the middle six chapters is Bhakti. Hmm. And in order to talk about Bhakti, he has to talk about himself. Hmm. That's unavoidable. So the book is actually talking about bhakti, first and foremost. And secondarily, well, if you talk about bhakti, you have to talk about Bhagwan. Hmm. So, so the middle six chapters, all about bhakti. And the last of those six chapters, the twelfth chapter, right? Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Indeed, it is entitled Bhakti Yoga. Each chapter is a type of yoga, as it's th- talked about, a type of knowledge. Hmm. Yoga is used in, the, in that way in the Gita, in terms of the titles of the chapters. So, the middle section is about Bhakti, and the last of this, those six, chapter, six chapters is itself entitled Bhakti. And it begins by making this Arjuna voicing the question, what's better, Gyan or, or Bhakti, basically what he's saying. What's better... Meditating on Brahman, hmm, which is hard to do, or surrendering to you, serving you, loving you. Which of these is better? He wants to know definitively once and for all. So these six chapters close out with a very strong statement hmm, about the superiority of bhakti to jnana. Bhakti can give jnana; jnana cannot give bhakti. hmm. And so, with regard to the ideal of Brahmananda, Brahmasayuja, merging in Brahman, which is the classical idea of mukti, what most people hold in their uh, minds when the word mukti comes up. This was the Sarvabhoma charja as we have discussed uh, his thinking. After his conversion, and he's relishing the Bhagavatam, hmm yeah. yeah. And he read, what was it, from the prayers of Brahma? Hmm? Right? What is the verse? Tate nu kampam susamhikshamana bhungana evatmikvitam vipakam pridvag vapu namaste jivetiyo mukti pade sutaya bhak. Crossed out the word mukti and wrote bhakti in there. He couldn't tolerate the idea. Mahaprabhu said, you can't change the Bhagavatam. Think of it like this. It says, Mukti Pade. This is the Mukti of the Bhagavatam. As I said, it's different. Mukti, freedom, liberation at the feet of Krishna. You become liberated from the demands of the mind and the senses, the kings, the royalty, the ruling class of this world. And becoming free there, you are delivered to the feet of the, the king of love hmm? to serve. That's the idea, Mukti-pade means you're at his feet. Hmm? So this is the Mukti of the Bhagavatam to serve. So he said you think of it like this. It's devotional Mukti. Hmm? More full idea. Hmm. The abstract idea I mean this is not abstract hmm? to serve someone who has a form a personality qualities and so forth this can be discussed thought about conceived hmm? cultured very re- readily hmm? we do it in this world hmm? but then to to meditate upon to to think about to 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 uh, conceptualize the the avyakta, uh, uh, the impersonal Brahman, Nirvitesh Brahma, is very, very difficult. Hmm? So Krishna mentions it. He says, This is a very difficult idea. So while we say that it's difficult, hmm, and we say that bhakti is easy, and the fruits of it are greater, hmm, and we reason like this to encourage people to take up bhakti here, tonight we're learning that bhakti is rarely achieved. So there does seem to be a contradiction. <laughs> How can it be difficult to achieve? Sudurlaba. So, so Not Durlaba, but Sudurlaba. So Very difficult hmm? to achieve. At the same time, so many verses and the logic in which I'm citing tonight, which is repeated again and again in so many devotional circles, As to the user-friendly nature of bhakti, hmm? it's easy, and the results are better, and so forth. Hmm? So this has to be sorted out. Rupa Goswami says: characteristic. One of the characteristics of bhava-bhakti is that it's rarely achieved, and he says it. Then he explains that hmm? sudurlaba, the word, in relation to Sadhana. Hmm? So, as we proceed in our discussions, we'll move in our next discussion from this chapter, which is chapter one, where the just the nature of bhakti, uttam bhakti, is being explained, to the chapter, second chapter, where how to proceed in bhakti, Hmm? what qualifies one for bhakti, and what uh, engaging in bhakti is constituted of sadhana bhakti of two types hmm? Vaidhi bhakti and rag bhakti. This is the subject of the next chapter. And it begins with the definition of sadhana bhakti. And within the definition of sadhana bhakti, Baba bhakti is again mentioned. Because why? As we'll hear in greater detail, Baba bhakti is the goal of sadhana bhakti. When we say Bhakti-sanjataya bhakti, quoting the Bhagavatam, 11th Canto. Bhakti gives bhakti. Hmm? We're saying two things. One, bhakti is independent. No one, nothing, gives bhakti but bhakti. Hmm? She's independent. Unlike jnana, unlike karma, hmm? there are they are not a hoituki and they are not a pratihata. Hmm? There are internal qualifications hmm? Hmm. and there are external um, obstacles. The heart has to be pure and certain things have to be in place. Things have to be done precisely, and so forth, for it to work. Bhakti is ahojtuki, a hmm? Independent. Hmm? But, also, it's telling us what? That bhakti begets bhakti. So, well, I guess that, uh, that bhakti is independent. Hmm? And so, bhakti gives bhakti means that sadhana bhakti, Hmm? results in bhava bhakti it doesn't create bhava bhakti as we will hear because it's eternally existing reality but it it um, it clears the heart for bhava to manifest so sadhana is the subject that follows when we again continue in chronological order, of discussing bhava as it's uh, spoken about in Bhakti-rasamrita-sindhu. And here, in this verse tonight, sadhana is the subject, because it says it's rarely achieved, and that, well, sadhana is the way. Actually, there's two ways. As the uh, third chapter, which we'll also get to, which is all about bhava-bhakti, where bhava-bhakti itself is defined and uh, explained, it's mentioned that there are two ways in which it can be attained, by sadhana and by mercy. And the mercy in two forms, by the mercy of Krishna, by the mercy of a devotee. The normal way, of course, is sadhana. But sadhana is not without any mercy. Hmm? By mercy we get the opportunity for sadhana, and our sadhana really is an effort, as I often say, to get grace, to get mercy. Hmm? We want to position ourselves in such a way that... that. Uh, that uh, Krishna and Krishna's devotees will be uh, attracted and uh, inclined um, to uh, to bless us so we make effort for 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 blessing this in effect is our sadhana hmm. so here rupa Goswami says that bhakti bhava bhakti is is difficult to attain it's rarely attained Hmm. he doesn't quote uh, some other verses that might come to mind as an aside here like Muktanam Apisidhanam Narayana Parayana Nakutaschanabhi Bhittis what is that? Muktanam Apisidhanam hmm. hmm? that's another one I was going to cite that's from the Gita but from the Bhagavad Koti Mahamune Muktanam Apisidhanam Narayana, Parayana, Sudulaba. baprasantaatma ko tisvapi mahamne. Sudula the word is used, the same word. Sudulaba baprasantaatma ko tisvapi mahamune. Hmm? Hmm. Muktanam amongst so many siddhas, hmm? it's very rare to find Narayana, Parayana, someone who has bhav and, and of course more the preem of of for for Bhagwan, hmm? very rare to find. You know, so this makes it again sound like, well, mukti is easy and bhakti is difficult. There are millions of, m- millions of muktas, and amongst them there's only one hmm, liberated devotee. So we are suffering again from this apparent contradiction. Gita says the same thing, manushanam kaschinmambeti tatvata. It's practically the same meaning. Out of many, many siddhas, out of many people, few pursue perfection. Out of those that do, few attain. Those who attain, hmm? few understand Krishna. Hmm? Or attain him, attain Bhav. Hmm? He doesn't cite these verses, but they, again, do uh, underscore the point hmm? and speak about the rarity if you will, of bhava bhakti. What Rupa Goswami says is that it's difficult because of two reasons. Because if one uh, does not do sadhana, does not engage in sadhana attentively and with attachment to the ideal, to the goal, hmm, then it's either very difficult impossible to attain. Hmm? And upon doing sadhana with attachment, hmm, Krishna will wait still for some time before bestowing the bhav. In this way, it's difficult. Hmm? So, first of all, when we speak of sadhana, Rupa Goswami apparently, overtly, is speaking about bhakti sadhana, obviously. But Rupa Goswami makes the comment that there are many kinds of sadhana. Hmm? There's yoga sadhana, there's um, jnana sadhana, hmm? there's even a practice or a sadhana for, for karma, f- the fruits of karma, and so on and so forth. Hmm? And uh, these types of sadhana, as we know, they're difficult in comparison to bhakti. Again, the jnana sadhana is difficult to conceptualize the the, the the non-conceptual. You know, I mean, basically they teach something like conceptualization is the problem. <laughs> so how do you unconceptualize conceptually? <laughs> it's very it's very abstract. This idea of jnana it's very unnatural. Hmm? in other words if i say to you the whole problem is conceptualization i know if i say just think of krishna that's just a conceptualization the whole problem is conceptualizing you have to stop conceptualizing obviously that in itself to speak about it to put it to words is a conceptualization you're still in the conceptualization of non conceptualizing conceptualization so it's basically you know, stop thinking, hmm? stop the mind. Hmm? Um, and there are some very kind of in my estimation bizarre, you know, practices for achieving such. Like it's popular in some of the Zen Buddhist circles to sit in front of a white wall for like 8 hours a day and stare at the wall. And these are this is quite different than attending the RT. Hmm. <laughs> which has great capacity uh, to, to engage the senses hmm? obviously with, with 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 sense with sounds with 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 um, sights and, and so on and so forth and, uh, and 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 much for the for the mind and and the exercise of the of the heart and and that is kirtan Put the heart in the throat. This is kirtan. Not... Put the heart in the throat. Hmm? This is kirtan. Hmm? So, uh, quite a different practice and quite a friendly practice um, that really addresses the problem of the senses, which the body is constituted of, and the mind... Uh, presiding over us and distracting us and so forth and giving them some positive engagement hmm? in relation to, to a conception of Brahman hmm? that's conceptualizable, if, if you will, that has qualities hmm? because he has qualities, because he has form, because he has leelas, and there's something to think about, something to talk about. And Bob, of course, involves not stopping the mind, but stopping the mind from moving in the way that it, it has been and then riding on the mind, taking over the mind. Hmm? This will come in the definition of bhava bhakti It comes in the third chapter. Taking over the mind. Hmm? And the whole transformation, if the mind is taken over by bhava, hmm? by the srupa shakti of Krishna, then all of the senses are as well. This is the, this is the transformation of the sadhakadeha that achieves its um, uh, uh, fully transformed condition in asakti. That's what this verse is talking about. It's saying that bhava will not be attained until one attains asakti. Hmm? We'll go into that, but first, again, we're talking about the fact that there are other types of sadhana, yoga sadhana, Gyan Sadhana, Karma Sadhana. I'm speaking about how the Gyan Sadhana is particularly difficult, awkward, uh, abstract. Hmm? And there you, you often get in the Neo-Advaitan world of today these very um, uh, these intellectual slights, if you will, of hand whereby it's said, for example, that that you are the already enlightened. There's nothing to attain. You are such Ananda, hmm? and so to to practice to be such This is a problem. Hmm? So just 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 be enlightened. You are enlightened, and then there's this this disparaging about practice. And so forth. This is the real distortion. When you have persons like Shankar, the founder of the whole system of the Dvaita, and he gives a, a rigid kind of practice. I and mean, if you were to go and visit the the Shankars and so forth, heavy, heavy practices. Hmm. And so to think that 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 yes, we are enlightened. That's a fact. Hmm. You cannot. The soul's position never changes. The Atma's position never changes. Hmm? It's not that it's it, it become that Maya gets inside the soul. Prabhupada used to give an example of water and oil. If you spill oil on the water, then they'll both float together. But as you know, when you have these environmental crises, they come and they scoop the oil off the water, or they try to as much as they can. Hmm? Because they remain separate, so the soul never integrates with the, with the Maya Shakti. It never becomes contaminated. It always is what it is. Hmm? So are you are already enlightened. <laughs> so there's nothing to do. So these, <laughs> and nothing happens, and they stay illusion. <laughs> uh, so it, it's a very um, uh, it's very abstract. And the Gita says this, and it's difficult in that regard. Yoga Sada, it's difficult. Hmm, also, um, karma is difficult, um, and karma has to be done perfectly, without any error, in order to get the fruit. And the 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 the, the fruits can be the result can be catastrophic if you make some small mistake. The Bhagavata makes this point hmm, in the famous story of Vritrasura, hmm, where. Uh, There was a sacrifice performed with the idea to get uh, an enemy of Indra. Instead, the pronunciation was slightly wrong and the uh, Indra's enemy was produced Hmm. in the form of Ritrasura, who was a devotee. Hmm. Devotees are enemies of the gods. We say, People who worship them are less intelligent. Believing in the gods is for the less intelligent. Inner doesn't like that. Hmm. Hmm. So, so this is a side point. Hmm. Hmm. We're not really enemies of the gods like the demons, but advocates of the supreme godhead and so forth. And as far as the karma mar goes, which is all about revering such gods. These gods, you have to understand, and goddesses, they are the senses. Hmm? That's the teaching. Hmm? They're all about sense intelligence. So the, the, the senses are the microcosmic manifestation of the macrocosmic uh, nature and its features of light and Air and so on and so forth, and the senses correspond with them and so on. Hmm? So you see, to worship the gods is to remain ruled by the senses. Hmm? Of course, it's in a ruly way, kind of a ruly way. (laughs) That's not a way to say it. It's there's an unruly way of being ruled hmm, by the senses, where we don't consider the fact that they have a correspondence with nature and and nature should be revered because without that aspect of nature, they can't function. In other words, without light, sun, eyes can't function and see. So we regard the sun and so forth. Hmm. That's kind of a lawful living under the rule of the senses, which is illegal. Hmm. <laughs> and then there's an unruly living under the, rule of the senses we we're just we don't uh, we just follow the, their their dictates without any other consideration but the whole thing lawfully following or unlawfully following is is, is illegal from the point of view of bhakti it's uh, it's it's uh, based on the sense of ownership proprietorship and and that purushabhav that very uh, unbecoming purushabhav So, in karma marg, hmm, this is this is karma marg. It's from the bhakti perspective. It's not a a very, (laughs) very good idea, and it's not much different from what basically material life life is. And of course, again, if you do it wrong, you can get hmm, opposite results. hmm? And so, with jnana, yoga, karma. the, the the results are not by any means the same um, as bhakti, of course, yoga and gown, they produce a transcendental result. But whether it be uh, Brahma Sayuja, it's a negligible spiritual result hmm? by, by its very definition. Nirvishesh, hmm? neti, neti. It's, 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 there's no positive, you know, content to it any more than, as I give the example, there's positive content to zero in comparison to negative one, negative two, negative three. Hmm. So, it's a negligible spirituality. Some years back, the Pope, the previous Pope, Pope Paul, his name was Pope Paul, right? Hmm? John Paul, the previous Polish Pope, John Paul. He made a statement that whoo, created a big ruckus. He said that Buddhism is a neg- negative spirituality. Hmm? I thought he got it right, yeah. He's a scholar. But they were all in an uproar. The Buddhism it's Buddhism. contemporary, modern Buddhism is trying always to get away from this uh, stigma of being uh, nihilistic and so forth. Hmm? But it is. <laughs> You could talk about compassionate Buddhism and it has compassion for the world and, and this may be the path. Hmm? To try to get away from the nihilism, people want to, sadhikas want to become bodhisattvas. Hmm? Bodhisattva is supposed to be a te- perfection where you stay in the world till everyone's liberated, which is never going to happen. Hmm? That means they just don't want to go to that nirvana. <laughs> they don't want to go there. Which is to blow out. It means nirvana. It's out. to Extinguish. Mm, kind of a self-extinguishing. Hmm? Hang on to some sense of self forever. And, uh, even if, and, and I'll work to, to liberate everybody. To tell everybody else to go there. <laughs> everybody else go there or I and I will stay here. Something like that. Hmm? So this is the more attractive idea of Buddhism. Buddhism with the heart and Buddhism with the self. Hmm? Something to do, right? And somebody to love. you got to find somebody to love, they say. <laughs> Old song. So, uh, so and, and, and yoga sadhana. I mean, it's a, Buddhist sadhana is not even included in these kind of talks. But in contemporary society, it is a popular form of spirituality. It's uh, there's there, there's there's nothing there. There's, no, there's nothing there. Uh, in 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 in, in, in gn mark of the Advaitins, for example there's there's a there's a room but there's nothing going on inside of it hmm? but lights are out hmm? and nobody's home there's a, there's there's no there's no house for the buddhism in in advaita there's a house but the lights are out and nobody's home hmm? in yoga sadhana you turn on the light slightly hmm? Hmm? and in the in the higher end of that so I don't know you get some uh, sense of the Ishwar mm. the Paramatma witness the Paramatma or someone to merge with the Paramatma mm. uh, in Bhakti all the lights are on and there's furniture and there's people and there's a whole lot of things going on and so forth mm. uh, so very different ends and very different means, even while they all have much in common. Hmm? So we can say, as it's often said, all paths, you know, lead to the to the to the, to the truth, something like that. Hmm? As much as the truth may be a great mountain, and there are different heights upon it. Ours is to rise to the top of the mountain and go down the other side. Hmm? I mean, it's enough to be on this side and just think, oh, to get to the top. Our goal is all the way down the other side <laughs> into the valley. Mm. It's hard uh, for them to, many of them, with predispositions by association for yoga, jnana, karma, to identify with. I would try to move those influences, those scars, with our uh, with, with sadhu-sangha Hmm? Point being here that without Sadhu Sangha, hmm? without entering kirtan with real devotees and being taken by the hand to come and see the form of the Lord in the temple, to hear the Bhagwat spoken by a real devotee, hmm? without these things, without meeting such a rare person, akshno phalam tadisha, khit, what is it? phalam tadisha. Sudulava this is the word we're discussing Sudulava Bhagavata iloke. in this world such a person who to see is the perfection of the eyes to associate with is the perfection of touch, to speak about, hmm, to glorify is the perfection of the tongue. This person, very rare to find in this world. hmm. So bhakti, Baba bhakti is very rare because you have to find a very rare person hmm, in order to get it in order to then begin the sadhana of bhakti and these other sadhanas. Even if done perfectly, with attention the word here used is asanga without attachment sadhana done without attachment will not will not it will be it will not be possible to attain the result through sadhana done without attachment means without attachment to the ideal of bhava bhakti Hmm? or it means with regard to like say yoga sadhana or gyan sadhana without one mindedness without attention But furthermore, the point is what? These types of sadhanas will never lead to bhava bhakti. So, Jeeva Goswami makes the point, there are many types of sadhana. In one sense, this verse is saying, bhava bhakti is rare to attain because there are many types of sadhana and only one type of sadhana, out of all of them, will result in bhava bhakti. If it is performed with attachment and then... Mm? at Krishna's discretion, he decides to bestow it. Mm? And the implication is also that we should not mix. If we are to do our sadhana, bhakti sadhana, Mm? with attachment, Mm? with skill, means you have to pay attention to it. Mm? Attachment to, that I'm doing something, I'm doing sadhana to attain bhava. You think I'm doing the sadhana to attain the Hm? I'm, 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 I'm trying to accomplish something every day hmm? in my sadhana. Hmm? Not just going about it haphazardly. Yeah. I'm focused, hmm? Hmm? deliberate, very deliberate. Hmm? Um, This uh, uh, is the emphasis here. This kind of sadhana, this kind of bhakti sadhana, that will lead to the stage of asakti. Hmm? Other types of sadhana, for yoga, for jnana, for karma and so forth, unto themselves, even if they are done with attentiveness and one-mindedness on their goal, they will not lead to bhava-bhakti. If you should mix some bhava-bhakti or some bhakti, let's say, into yoga sadhana, into jnana sadhana, then, hmm, not only will you have to do those sadhanas perfectly, but you will have to also add some bhakti in order to achieve the the ideals of those forms of sadhana. Hmm? But if you do yoga and you do jnana and you mix in some bhakti, you will not get bhava. Hmm? You will get Brahmasayuja, Paramatmasayuja. Hmm. If, however, the bhakti becomes prominent, hmm, it's bhakti, but it's mixed with yoga again, then you could get some kind of bhakti bhav, bhav bhakti, shantabhav, shantarasa, which is way beyond Brahmasuja, way beyond Paramatmasayuja, hmm. But the general idea here is what's being emphasized because Shantarasa, as you know, is not, uh, it's detailed. It is a reality. It's mentioned in the book. There's a whole chapter about it and so forth. But it's not something that the Gaudias, that Rupa Goswami's is focused on. Hmm? It's, it, it, it doesn't work well hmm? with any of the other Rasas. <laughs> hmm? That's why it's not really manifest in brudge. It doesn't work well with them. Hmm. They're all active. Hmm. They're all Dasyarasa, Shaksakirasa, Vatsaliarasa, rasa -rasa are all concerned with the form of Bhagwan, the qualities of Bhagwan, the leelas of Bhagwan. Shantarasa is only concerned with the form of Bhagwan. So you want to just sit there and stare at him? I mean, he's beautiful, hmm. but, but that, that, that doesn't have much much place for that in 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 in, in, in the bradge. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, it's, it's it's very active, and so Bhagavan is very anima, animated there. Therefore, the object of the Shantaras is the Paramatma, and he's sitting down, still or standing in one place. Hmm. That's all. Hmm. So, this is a limited idea of of, of bhakti rasa. There's a a bhava that culminates in in shantarasa. It's possible to attain it if the balance of the mixture between jnana or yoga and bhakti is such that bhakti is prominent. Hmm. If it's reversed out, then you can only get paramatmasuja. From and no bhava, but the emphasis here, the point here, is with regard to the sadhana that will bring bhakti, which is easy to do comparatively, as I say, compared to these other sadhanas. If we do that, and we can only do that if we get association with suddula bhagavata okay, such a rare soul in this world. If we're lucky, that's all. If you're lucky, you think. How did this happen to me? How is it happening to me? And really, you're thinking, is this really happening to me? Hmm? How is this happening to me? It's kind of a doubt. I don't know if it's really happening to me. Hmm? It's happening. You have to pinch yourself. It's happening. Hmm? How? How come me? Hmm? If you understand the philosophy, you have the answer. I'm lucky. (laughs) It's mercy. It just happens. As I say, there are two forces in the world, the force of karma and the force of bhakti. And if we're lucky, everyone moving under the force of karma, if you're lucky, you come under the influence of bhakti. And if you do, you want to make other people lucky. That is bhakti. She makes the heart compassionate. And therefore, she gives herself. And therefore, we find devotees following the example of Mahaprabhu, who making great effort. He traveled the length and breadth practically of India, a good part of it, all the way to the south, hmm, and across. He didn't go too far north, but but uh, uh, everywhere giving bhakti throughout the south, to all types of devotees, and uh, and uh, to, the, uh, to the to the west, moving from Bengal to Mayavadis and and. Uh, versions of scholars and uh, so on and so forth. So this example of Mahaprabhu is not to be dismissed. We say, oh, there's the Yuga-Avatar aspect of Mahaprabhu and then there's the Rasaraj Mahabhav. We only want the Rasaraj Mahabhav. We don't want the Yuga-Avatar side. But the Yuga-Avatar side is not an ordinary Yuga-Avatar. He's not giving Bhadi Bhakti, hmm? which would be the Yuga Dharma hmm? in any Yuga through some Method, he's giving rag Bhakti. Hmm? Because of who he is, because he is Rasaraj Mahabhav, Radha and Krishna combined. When he does the Yuga Dharma, when he gives Hare Krishna Mahamantra Mantra, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hari Hari Ram, Hari Ram, 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 Hari Hari. this is Nam Shrestam, Nama Shrestam, Parakanam, not Tarakanam, not the name that just gives Vaishnav Mukti. Hmm? This would have been Narayana Parayana. What is big of Krishna Parayana? Very rare. Many, many people go to Vaikuntha even. And they want the perks of Vaikuntha. They want the perks of Vaikuntha. They want, oh, I like to body like Krishna's like Narayans opulence is like Narayans they're attracted to this hmm? among the inhabitants of of, 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 of vaikuntha the high end there is they only want the praying. Hmm? and a little bit they like the perks too a little bit hmm? but uh, Golok hmm. no interest in such perks hmm? there's no interest in bliss this is very peculiar mm. prithishankar brijesh Goswami explained in braj bhakti mm. the Ragmarga of chaitanya mahaprabhu there's no interest in the bliss how can you say there's no interest in the bliss when bliss is the, is, is 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 the, is the goal of life, life and everyone is moving for happiness mm. that's really animating the world mm. They only want to serve Krishna and as a result of it there is bliss. So the bliss is there. It's a byproduct. It's very peculiar. This is this selflessness to the to the extreme. And this is what Mahatma was giving with his conception of, of, of Mahamantra that he's distributing. He said he took the Yuga Dharma, nam sankirtan. And he wove it together with preem and garland of the world. Hmm. So the example of Mahaprabhu, in terms of his outreach and his preaching, is very important to us in our sadhana. Hmm. You can't day one sit like he did in the Gambira. I think, Rasaraj Raj let me go there. Hmm. He gave example how to go there. Hmm. So many years he spent traveling, preaching, kirtan, and so on and so forth. Hmm. So to come in touch with this kind of, uh, this this ideal, this is just, again, it's it good fortune, luck, grace. Hmm? And if you are in touch with it, that you want to share. As much as you're in touch with it, you feel like that. Hmm? You feel, I've been blessed, I want to share. Hmm? So that type of sadhana, hmm? that's easy to do. It's rare, though, to even get the opportunity to take it up. Therefore, it's difficult to attain. So many types of sadhana are out there, so many types of sadhus, so many babas, priests, this, that, the other. So it's a jungle. I was, when I was young, in my early 20s, living in the Santa Cruz Mountains in California, I used to go and ask people, how do you meditate? How do you meditate? And people said, well, you just meditate, now, as I said before, you ask them how to meditate look out, you know, you're going to get like emails from everywhere and ads and, you know, <laughs> so many ideas of how to meditate as a problem. <laughs> it's a, when the Americans, you know, Europeans catch on to some idea like, and then market it and <laughs> entrepreneur allies and there you go. And they make it up and they improve on it, of course, uh, this is uh, the idea uh, some things are better left alone. If it's not broken, don't fix it, right? <laughs> and these tr- two and tried practices, uh, uh, f- uh, even the, these schools of yoga and jnana and, and uh, bhakti, they don't need fixing. Hmm? Sometimes fixing them, this becomes the, the problem. So, so, so if we're lucky enough hmm, to come in touch with the real devotee, you understand the course of body. What is the sadhana? Therefore, we have to teach what is sadhana. Hmm? Hmm? Chant and be happy. That's okay. Good start, you know. Good start. There's a little more to it than that. No, no, no. Prabhupada said everything. Prabhupada said there's a little more to it than that, too, if you read carefully. But they don't want to go, some of them, any further. Chant and be happy. And they're not happy. They're mean. <laughs> So we don't want to be like that. We want to learn what is bhakti. We want to get the soft heart that bhava is about. It's, it softens the heart. The difference between prema and bhava is that the, the, in prema, in bhava, the, the heart is a little soft. In prema, it's melted. It's melted. Here, Rupa Goswami says that if you want to attain this rare commodity. Baba Bhakti, you have to perform the right sadhana, not mix it up with others. Hmm? Add in and an entrepreneurial, you know, with entrepreneurial sensibilities. Hmm? You have to perform it. You have to perform it with attention hmm? and with attachment, which means you have to, to get the bhava, you have to pass through the stages of anatana nishtha, Nishta, Ruchi, and Asakti. Asakti means attachment. Hmm? What is this attachment in Asakti? Mahaprabhu says he shows a very nice way. Hmm? He shows the two sides. One side is how we know he has one has attachment. Hmm? As- asakti. Babambudir, Kripambudir, Ainanda Tanuja, Kinkaram Patita Mam, Patita Mam Vishame Babambudo. I feel like I have been dropped off in the middle of the ocean. I have no hope, no chance by my, my own effort. Only by your kripa, double kripa, hmm? your kripa is it possible. This kind of feeling. We're so much fending for ourselves. Hmm? Inasakti on the one side. The whole of the material identity is dissolving. The false personhood of I'm Polish, Canadian, man, woman, it's all dissolving. Hmm? what you thought was solid ground has become liquid. There's nowhere to stand. There's no position there. You've seen it. You realize there's nothing there. It's unraveling. And simultaneously, as I said, the picture of Bhagwan is coming hmm? on the screen of consciousness. In Gyanmarga I said it's a blank screen. In Bhakti Krishna there and a particular picture of Krishna, with particular qualities. And with that, a corresponding identity. Krishna will not give bhava to a false person. He will give bhava to a real person. Do you understand? If he gives it to a false person, what will happen? I mean, I'm just Speaking about it, the false person is is the person that remains until we attain the stage of Asakti. Hmm? How will you get rid of your prarabdha karma? This is my mother. This is my father. How will I change that? Right, that's prarabdha karma. It said bhakti removes prarabdha karma. Is it going to change who your mother and father are? Yes. When you attain bhav, asakti, the last stage, it's beginning here. Mother and father, gone. If your false personality is gone, so is your false mother, false father, all these things. Hmm? And what's happening? A real person is coming. That person Krishna can give bhav to. A real person. A person standing on the ground of being. Hmm? That person. And he thinks, oh, ain' Tanuja kinkaram. Abu is saying, I want to enter the family of Nandamaraj. Nandamaraj will be my father. Hmm? Abu is speaking in, in Madhuriya hmm? It's covert, but it's, he's saying this. Hmm? I want to have Nanda Maharaj as my father. In the bruj, the girl will marry and move into the house of the boy. Hmm? And his father will become her father. Hmm? Or we may say, I want to have Bishabhanu, Maharaj as my my father. This is the general idea. In other words, you need a brudge father and mother and a brudge identity. The overriding mother and father, if you will, of the brudge is Bishabhanu, Maharaj, Nanda Maharaj, Yasoda, Kirtida. Other than that, there are so many. But they are... Mother Yasoda is everybody's mother there. Hmm? And then there's the two sides: Rana Maharaj's side and Bishabhanu's side. So you have so many cowherds, for example, on Bishabhanu Maharaj's side. Hmm? Shridam, the main Saka of uh, pure Sakya Bhav, and he's the brother of Radharani. Hmm? We see when Sarupa, hmm? Sarupa, Gopu kumar enters into the bridge. Hmm? And he's, his name is Sarupa. Hmm? Sarupa. He sits down at the dinner table and wishes "Gun, come. It's time for dinner. You're just in time. Come back home. Milk the cows a little bit and take dinner. Hmm? And sitting there and And uh, Krishna's eating the ladu. Oh, this is terrible. Oh. he throws it on the plate of of, of Sarupa. Who made this? Oh. Ah, he throws like this. <gasps> Everybody's shocked. Hmm. Non commercial. You showed him looking at Radharani. <laughs> what did you do? You put salt in the ladu instead of sugar? Hmm. What's happening? Hmm. And Saru's going, <laughs> well, what? Hmm. Hmm. And then he realizes, oh, well, Krishna threw it on my plate. Hmm? He's mad at Radharani. He threw it up my plate, means he's showing he's mad at Radharani, means I'm from the family of Radharani. Oh, and that's where I belong. Hmm? He's finding his way in the bridge. He can understand. Krishna's mad at Radha. He threw the Lattu on my plate. Why on my plate? Because I'm from that side. Hmm? I belong there. When I go home tonight, I'll go there, to the house of uh, Vishubhanu and, and Kirtida, following Sri Dham hmm Well he actually follows Subal, but anyway when that side, there are many on that side. Hmm? I'll go that way. Hm. Of course then he then he he tastes the ladu and it's whoa, it's delicious. <laughs> hmm? Then he realizes, oh, so he's just pretending and so forth and everybody relaxes and so on. So hmm? This is the Siksha of Golok. Hmm? You see You've got to have a Siksha Guru like this. <laughs> this, is how you will learn. Hmm? Bhakti is learned really in very intuitive ways. Hmm? So we have to have a spirit. Krishna will only give bhava to a real person, not to a false person. What will a false person do with the bhava? (laughs) So you have to come to asakti. Then that person starts to manifest. Hmm? He feels absolutely no hope whatsoever. In the world, it's like being dropped off in the ocean. <laughs> There's no question of reaching the shore, surviving. I'm completely surrendered. Sharanagati is completely in the place, hmm? hanging tightly onto the rope hmm? thrown to me from the other side, hmm? and I'm, I'm, I'm going up. Hmm? Yeah. And so it, at, 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 at this point, at some point in us, then Krishna will give. This, um, Rupa Goswami cites uh, another verse for a verse from the Bhagavatam to emphasize the point that even, um, that, that bhakti is rarely given, hmm? even if one has attained a sakti. I mean, it will be given, hmm? it will be given, but Krishna Christian will wait and see. Hmm? he's not going to give that to just anybody, but to speak, as I say, of a false person. Hmm? but Mukhi Dadati Jogam. He quotes from the fifth canto of Bhagavatam where Sukadeva has just told the story of Rashabdev, hmm? And and to Pariksit. and Pariksit, he he detects, Sukadeva detects Pariksit, maybe maybe he's a little bit um feels a little uh, um, depressed because the whole story of how Rishabdev begins in the Yadu bumps and so forth and, and Krishna appeared in the Yadubhamsa, but not in the Pandu's dynasty. Hmm? And so he he, 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 he he speaks this verse. And the, the import of the verse, the verse says, dadati kari, Mukti Dadati kari Bhakti Yogam. Krishna gives Mukti easily, but he very rarely gives Bhakti. Hmm? So the import of the verse, as Rupa Goswami is using it, is, well, one, Krishna gives Mukti easily, but he rarely gives Bhakti. In relation to the spirit of Sukadev speaking it to Parikshit Maharsh, he wants to say this: Don't be feel left out. Yes, Krishna appeared in the in the Yaduvamsa, hmm, but Bhakti appeared in a very prominent way in your family. Hmm? Yes, amongst the Yadus there's Uddhava. He has a connection with the Braj. That's true. But we don't find the kind of affectionate dealings amongst the Yadus with Krishna that we find with the Pandavas in hmm? Krishna, Arjun says it in the Gita. We sat on the same bed. Hey Saketi, hey Yadava, hey. Hmm? Yeah, he, he called him names. Hmm? This is typical in Sakuras. You call your friend names, make up names, call them, criticize. In the brudge, the coward boys, they call Krishna all kinds of names. Hmm? Very strong language they use. Hey, I won't even mention it, what they say. <laughs> what they say there. Hmm? It's very, very <laughs> <they're> peculiar. <laughs> they call them all kinds of names. Uh, so, this is very intimate. Hmm? You had The other night, uh, Raj, uh, uh, uh asked about Mahabharata, and it's got all these con- concepts in here and things going on, and it's hard to relate to. And afterwards, as we were walking to my cottage, then Gorsuna said, what is it really, where do we, you know, really, what's the focus of the, of the Mahabharata, and what, what, what's to take and, and what's to leave? And I said, the love of the Pandavas for Krishna. That's the, all we're interested in, the Mahabharata. Hmm. How the what is the nature of the love of the pandavas? This is a, this is the essence of the essence. This is what it's all about. Who will read the Mahabharata and get that? People read the Mahabharata; they don't even get Krishna out of it. The importance of Krishna, what to speak of the affectionate dealings between the pandavas. Hmm. This is like in the case of Arjuna, purisambandi it means like a city friend, a city form of Sakirasa. So beautiful, so charming, their relationship. Hmm? Hmm. And this is in your family, he said. Bhakti in a very beautiful and charming way appeared in your family. You should think that you're more fortunate. Hmm? Hmm. So to come in touch then with the the Braj bhakti the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was giving, this is a great blessing. Hmm? It's rare to attain because... It's rare to get this kind of association, this kind of opportunity. We have it now. All we have to do is practice with some attachment, hmm? with some attention, focus, and and be prepared uh, and understand the stages through which you'll have to go through. Hmm? Through nishta, through ruchi. Ruchi means with deliberation, hmm? with deliberation, with focus. Hmm? Hmm? Intelligence is, is is very much active there, hmm? even when it's driven by taste. Still, it's del- it's there's deliberation hmm? that's causing it to be. It's, it's a factor in its in its in its uh, in the ongoing nature of the taste. When we come to asakti, it becomes spontaneous. It's very intuitive, that very spontaneous. Hmm? And from asakti, then one can attain bhav. So this is the idea. This is how bhav-bhakti is, sudulava. really attained. Any question? Yes. Uh, sometimes from the power bhakti, we can become confused about how much our success in bhakti depends on of grace and how much on our own devils. Like for example, you can see, it seems a little bit that to attain balapakti more or depends on the rest of And and attain some success in, in the state of sadhana, like ritual and attraction, more depends on the deserving. So, it is correct? And how? Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. don't know exactly. This is more in the hand of Krishna or in our hands? No, I think that we should we we should make an endeavor as if the attainment was entirely dependent upon an endeavor while knowing that it can only be attained by grace. Do you understand? So you think I will make effort as if it's effort-dependent, even though I know hmm, that it's dependent upon grace. This is the way to, in other words, we don't say, it's dependent on grace, therefore I don't make an effort. Hmm? So we emphasize the effort. Obviously, obviously in bhava bhakti and in asakti, where it's spontaneous, it's effortless. Hmm? It's effortless. I think maybe in a way that what you're talking about is the idea of giving the analogy of climbing this of the mountain and going down the other side. So there's an uphill climb and then there's going down the other side. Um, so obviously going down the other side is easier than climbing up. It may, and it seems that there's more effort um, in sodom It's more effort-based. effort, effort based. It's It's kind of like the labor. labor of love, or maybe the labor of childcare. When the kid's quite young, you've got to be with them all the time, and then they start to walk over. <laughs> they need a break, something like that. But uh, in any case, I, I don't think that you can, we can, um, well, I guess you can say, you know, you, you, you like I say, you make effort to attract grace. So, in one sense, sadhana bhakti is more effort-based. Hmm? Um, but in, in either case, as I say, we can't... It, it's all... It's not... When, you want to be careful because it's not... Karma is all effort-based. You do the karma, you get the result. You do it right, you put a quarter in the machine, you get you get a candy. Hmm? Um in bhakti, you can put a quarter, four quarters, eight quarters, still nothing might come out, might not come out. <laughs> There's somebody on the other end, and it's up to him. Something like that. So it's entirely dependent upon him. But you're knowing that ahead of time. It's you don't you don't want something in in the karmic way. You, you, that's not what you want. You're not, love is not a mechanical affair. But I guess from the perspective of the sadhaka, it feels like that. Hmm? Obviously, if you if you if you want to if a young girl wants to attract a young boy, then you know she's going to make some effort to find out what he likes secretly and show up with those things, wear those colors, uh, find find ways, and then once you know he acknowledges and he starts to express feelings. Then it becomes easy. Then she becomes in control, and it's, it's no 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 problem. <laughs> so I think the experience is something like that. Hmm? That it's more effort based, but but in, but in overall overarching sense, it's entirely dependent upon Krishna's grace. There's no effort. That I mean, effort. The effort is bhakti. So. Hmm. It's really an effortless effort, but it doesn't feel like that at times, I I think, because again, it's an effort to get grace. It's very different than yoga or gyan, which are so effort-oriented. It's a heart exercise. If the heart's frozen, then yeah, it will seem like a little harder to defrost it. You want a a melted heart, and now it's frozen, so. So I think the experience is, is, is like that, that effort is more important than a grace, more of a factor, but I think that grace is equally, if not more, a factor. Because even can get blessed, and suddenly, all of a sudden, you, you, you feel some blessed. you've got some Abbas above, and like I said the other day, a foreshadowing of the future, and then when you think, when you get that, you think, oh, there's nothing I could do that would warrant this, that, that, that equals out to this. I mean, made efforts and so forth. And, and, you know, to go out, for example, when I was young, we'd go out on book distribution. It wasn't always easy. You know, some of you have done that. You go out there and try to talk to people all day long and carrying these books around and everybody thinks you're crazy and so forth and wrestling with their minds as well as your own, and so on. I mean, really, a lot of very, very heavy, heavy effort, and then you get some some grace, and it it, it seems like I could have done that a million times more. If it still wouldn't have equaled out to that that that, that blessing, that would carry me for many more days, many more months, something like that. So, blessing can come. Hmm. Then, also with no effort, it can happen in It can happen. But I think yeah, the experience is more like I'm making more effort and I'm wondering where the grace is. <laughs> Something else? Well, the desire to attain Krishna, love of Krishna in Braj, is very attractive to Krishna. Nobody's interested in it. Hmm? People want liberation. People want acquisition. People want to go to Vaikuntha. Hmm? Who wants to who wants to herd cows with Krishna? Hmm? Very few people are interested in Him and what He's about. So if if through Guru Parampara you become interested in that, He becomes very interested in you. If you have that desire, oh, I want to enter the Brachlok. Hmm? Krishna says, "Really? Everybody wants mukti. They want things. They want." Vaikuntha, you don't want these things, this is what you want. He's he's naturally drawn to that. Hmm. So, in that sense, yes, hmm. that's a powerful part of the sadhana. I want to attain the Brajbhakti, I want to follow the Brajbhasis. This is my ideal. Hmm. I want to follow Mahaprabhu, you know, going to the Kirtan at Srivasangam. With some, some intention, I can chant. Let me enter the kirtan, following my guru-dev of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Sri Vasangam. and there the whole Vrajrasa will manifest. And Mahaprabhu will say, "See who served me in this way. I am Krishna." <laughs> Something like this. This is very powerful. This kind of intentional approach to sadhana chanting. So, all right, we we'll stop there. See, see, Daji Gopal can die. Bodhi Guru Parampara can die. Gaur bhakt Vindhaka can die. Gaur Gaur.